Hi, welcome to the Kinexus Continuous Improvement Podcast. I'm Mark Raven. Today we're doing a preview of what I think is going to be a very special webinar. It's a panel discussion that we're going to be having on Friday, August 14th at one o'clock Eastern. And the title for this is Sharing Our Visions and Voices to Hashtag Root Cause Racism. So to register for this, you can go to kinexus.com slash webinars. If you attend live, you'll be able to submit questions to our panelists. And if you uh, miss it on the 14th, you can, of course, listen to it in our podcast feed, or you'll be able to watch it on our YouTube channel. And so speaking of those panelists, we're joined today. Uh, she's not only a panelist, but she's really the, uh, the organizer and, and my collaborator on all of this. And, and she's become a friend, uh, Deandra Wardell. Deandra, how are you? Doing well, Mark. Thank you for having me today. Well, sure. And before we talk about what we've done on the blog this week and what you've organized and really uh, made in, into something special, um, can, can you tell the listeners and viewers about your background in continuous improvement? Because I know this is something that's a real passion of yours. Absolutely. So my background in continuous improvement, pretty extensive. I've worked in a number of different industries uh, manufacturing, um, banking, retail, um, but I would say my favorite aspect or uh, my favorite practice in continuous improvement is the Toyota Kata. And in recent years, I, as I have become more familiar with the Kata, first as a learner and then as a coach and then as a second coach, um, I began to see the connection of how we could use the Kata and in all areas of life. And I'm heavily involved in, in volunteer work and, and working with um, nonprofit organizations. And I've been very fortunate to have the opportunity to take continuous improvement in the form of the Toyota Kata and share with those organizations and help them to improve their processes and develop people. And you know, I think one of the themes um, of, of this week is connecting ideas like kata and root cause problem solving or A3 problem solving or lean or however we're going to label it and applying that um, to ourselves, challenging ourselves, challenging our organizations, challenging society. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, to talk about the theme and, and, and for the listeners, you know, I just want to set a little context that I had invited Deandra. I was going to hand over my blog to her. Uh, for the week. And I have this kind of uh, tiny vision that, well, you know, Giandra would maybe write a couple of blog posts and it would be great to get her perspectives. But uh, boy, to to your credit, Giandra, you've run with this and with your leadership, this has become um, far more than I had ever envisioned. So can you share a little bit about the vision and and, and what's come to be this week around um, hashtag root cause racism? Absolutely. So, you know, um, one thing I do want to address is how big the project is, and um, it's, it's a huge amount of work that has been accomplished in a really short period of time. Because when we first started having these conversations where you extended the invite to me to write a blog, from that moment until you know the first blog was released, that was a span of about three weeks. And um, so you know what I think contributed to that is I had been, as a result of of what I um, had observed that had taken place in the country around, you know, you know, some of the you know, like George Floyd's murder and just other things around the Black Lives Matter movement, 
I was personally moved. And I've always been the type that, you know, I have to do something. I have to do something to make you know things better for those in my circle and in my community and ultimately in the world. And so I've just been wrestling with the idea of what can I do and, and specifically what can I do with continuous improvement? Because what we teach, no matter what the problem is, and especially the bigger the challenge, um, you know, there is a way we have tools, there are systems, there's ways to break these problems down and reach solutions. But the big piece is the collaboration. And I, um, I really believe in that expression, there's no I in team. And I remember when you asked about, you know, writing the blog, one of the things that said, I want to get back with you because I want to bring some of my friends along. Right. That's how I am. Anything that I have ever done, I, I, I don't do it alone. Um, I, it, it, it's about community. And so the people who are participating in this project are just so dynamic. For one, they're subject matter experts within their fields of which they're writing and speaking, but not everyone has a continuous improvement background. Um, people who were invited to participate um, are everyday problem solvers in the spaces where they work. And so uh, I'm really excited to have people on there like Michelle Penix. Uh, we first met when we were in first grade and um, we're raising our voices then about things that we saw as, as little girl, little black girls that just were not right. And we spoke up and organized little protests in elementary school. And then um, people like my first kata coach, Tracy Defoe, um, and it just means so much. And just, you know, and the representation from the women in lean, my sorority sisters, the members of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, and then the members of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, the Divine Nine. And it's people of all age groups from all over the world. And it's a beautiful collaboration. And, and, and I'm hoping that and I believe that one of the things that people will take away from this is the beauty that can happen when all of us who have differences come together, we talk about what it is we don't understand, and we work together and we produce something beautiful. Yeah. And so. Yeah. And, and there's been um, you know, this um, fantastic um, series of blog posts that people can find uh, at leanblog.org slash rootcauseracism. And, um, you know, we're touching on um, education and healthcare and government and the arts and, you know, business and, and community. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's been generally three posts every day, um, mm -hmm. um, starting with your kickoff post on, on Saturday, Deandra. So yes. um, there's, there's a lot that I hope people will go and check out and, and read. And, and, uh, and, and there's a lot to think about. There is. There is. And, and that's the, the other thing, too, is that not only, you know, of course, we want um, there's some be, there to be some action or countermeasures, no matter how small the step is that comes out of this. But the other thing, I hope that there is more dialogue. You know, I think about some of the conversations that you and I have had. You know, you're a white man. I'm a black woman, in case anyone didn't notice that. Well, if they're listening, they might not know. But yes, yes. Well, yeah. and, um, you know, and some of the, the as, as we've had reflections about not only the different blogs, uh, but just some of our own unique experiences, and you've helped to open my, open my eyes to things that, um, you know, people may be facing or may be experiencing that I would not have thought of. And, it, and it's so important. Vice versa. Yeah. yeah. And so, it, and it's, it's so important to have that exchange. 
and have that exchange in a safe place and in a space where the goal is to show respect for people. And we may not agree on everything, but, you know, we should seek to understand. And that's another uh, beautiful output of this project. Well, and, and I think seeking to understand the problem, framing a problem statement, understanding the current state and the current condition mm-hmm. is an important part of the problem solving process. And right. as, as a white man, there are things that I'm oblivious to things mm-hmm. that, um, uh, that, 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 that black people, um, face on, 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 you know, on a regular basis. And, you know, it, it's, it's easy. I think part of my, my privilege, if you will, is that I can set that issue aside. Like I thought, like, Oh, I'm, I've been reading books about, you know, um, for example, you know, the history of racism, history of racist ideas in America, the book uh, stamped from the beginning. And mm-hmm. like, Oh, if that's wearing on me, or if I'm tired of that, I can put the book away for a day or two. But the the daily realities that that some people that people of color face can't be set aside. Right. That's that's right. I think part of the difference in our daily realities. Or uh, right. And so I think it's it's good. I, I think it's important to understand other people's perspectives and, and to hear right. what's going on, even if it's uncomfortable to hear about. Mm-hmm. And, and and not only to hear, but to listen. And something that I've appreciated from our conversations early on, um, because, um, you know, they almost started out with, you know, just us talking about what we don't understand uh, and just talking about things from our experiences. And I remember there were different stories that I've shared with you about you know, microaggressions I've experienced past and present. And one of the things that was so encouraging to me, you never tried to explain them away. And um, you didn't try to offer me a solution. And sometimes you just sat and you listened and you listened with empathy. And I could, you know, seeing your facial expressions and how you were paying attention, um, you know, that, that meant a lot. So that's the one piece. But then the action, you opening your blog, to me this week. And, and I don't think, you know, of course, people may not be aware of all the behind the scenes, but not only are you allowing or have welcomed and invited my friends and I to, to post these blogs, I have administrative access to your blog, you know, um, to where I can go in and make changes. And, and I, when you first granted me access, I was like, he's only known me a few days. This is trust. And, you know, as we collaborated and I would send you things and I would ask you for your opinion, you would say, you know, Gideandra, I trust you. And, and I felt so empowered and mm-hmm. that, and that, and that's where I think the collaboration grew even more because all the participants that are involved, there's so much trust between us. Um, those who are writing blogs, they would say, you know, Deandra, please edit, change whatever you want. I said, I'm not changing anything. Yeah. But of this is visions and voices. This is your voice. And that is something that Karen Ross speaks to all the time. You know, she's had some, I've had coaching sessions with her as we've worked through this. And one of the things that she repeatedly reminded me of, and I try to share this with others, is speak in your voice. And again, the magnificent things that have come out of all of us, first of all, listening to one another, mm-hmm. collaborating and trusting and, and then speaking in our voice, we are demonstrating what it looks like to show respect for people. 
And, 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 and one thing I've reflected about, um, you know, and, and I'll, I'll connect it to a workplace. So I'll think back to starting in manufacturing 25 years ago, that somebody working um, out in the factory might, might try to speak up and say, hey, here, there's something here that's unsafe. And they might bring me in as an engineer to look at it and like, oh, gosh, mm-hmm. that seems that's unsafe. There's something we need to fix. There's a risk we need to eliminate. Right. And unfortunately, in that environment, which was um, not yet into a lean transformation, like when we got we got a new plant manager who made all the difference in the world. He, um, mm-hmm. But under you know that first regime, we could go I could go and report something. And it would be easy for a leader at different levels off in their office to be dismissive mm-hmm. and say, well, that's not really a risk. That's not unsafe. But they're not the ones having to work with that hose reel that wasn't retracting properly on a slippery, greasy floor, right? So there were many problems, even in that little scene I'm trying to paint to solve. But leaders would be dismissive because that safety problem didn't affect them directly. They should have felt responsible for it. And, and I think of similar things when I hear somebody um, talk about something that's happened to them, um, an injustice or a microaggression. I'm in no position to be dismissive and say, that's not a problem. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think there are parallels and in a way lessons that I've learned from good lean leadership that I've tried to apply more broadly in life, even outside of a workplace. So my, my, advice to others what it's worth is um, you know try to listen and understand without being dismissive just because something's not a problem to you doesn't mean it's not a problem agree and 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 mark you just touched on something that's so important you know we think of lean practices lean leadership applying in workplaces only and those are important but look at what we experience as as we work with organizations taking them through lean transformations i i i think about um companies I've worked with in my past life where they may have completed an employee survey and where the employees are transparent about what they're experiencing, the safety challenges, where, you know, the equipment needs that they have and just fundamental things that's needed to do the work and leadership would be dismissive. Oh, that's not true. That's, and I'm like, how do you know? And on the flip side, you know, working in environments where you do have a lean leader that takes the time to listen and does, you know, the fundamental things, go see, ask why and show respect. Right. And, you know, when you, when you're working in a manufacturing environment and when that takes place, well, then the employees feel empowered that one, be, and the, and the other thing too, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to go off on a tangent. That's right. One of the things that I say is that the people who are doing the work, who are actually closest to the, the work, oftentimes the solutions, they have the solutions because they're dealing with it every day. Right. I think it's part of our nature to be creative and want to do things better and want to be successful. And so oftentimes when there is a problem, I want to go to Gamba. I want to go see who is close to the process because typically that's where the solution comes from. Yep. They already have an idea of what should be done. It's just no one has listened to them. And the more you engage and involve those people then that's when things can, you know, that's when you truly see that transformation taking place. You know, the improvements that are being made are sustained because those who are closer to the process feel ownership and they feel empowered and they feel trusted. 
And then when you have that partnership between leader and employee or leader and staff and, and, and there's the trust and you're following these things that we teach in Lean, you know, that's when you see not only the bottom line increasing, but then you see talent being developed and, you know, and more engaged and people being motivated and then take that outside the manufacturing walls to what's going on in our homes and in our you know communities. The same can apply. Yeah. Go see, ask why, show respect. <laughs> yeah. Six words, six very yeah. powerful words. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and there's going to be a lot that we'll um, discuss and we're going to hear from um, a lot of different perspectives again, uh, Friday, August 14th, one yes. o'clock Eastern. And um, the scheduled panelists um, are, of course, Deandra, Karen Ross, as uh, she mentioned, um, Crystal Davis, Dorsey Sherman, Tracy Defoe, who um, Deandra mentioned, Bella Engelbach, Kimberly Green, Goldsboro, and Debbie Sears, Bernard, and Elizabeth uh, Swan. Yes. And I'll be there as a moderator, but um, my my role is to tee up um, our nine panelists. It'll be Brady Bunch plus one. Yes. <laughs> um, there's going to be um, a lot to discuss. And again, I would encourage people to come uh, watch and, and add questions in into the mix. Um, so, and again, uh, kinexus.com slash webinars. Um, Jandra, to wrap up, is, is there any, any other thought that you'd want to share? Um, maybe just kind of along the lines of um, why, the, why, why this um, panel discussion is important to you and or why you think it's important for others um, to come and attend and think and participate. So, um, you know, th thank you for, again, having me today and, and thank you again for the, just this entire opportunity. Um, you know, I, I wanna, what I want people to understand and what I hope they see from the panel discussion uh, whether people are familiar with the continuous improvement, Lean Six Sigma, A3, A3 Thinking, Toyota Kata, what have you, uh, what I want everyone to understand is that <clears throat> we have some major problems that we have to address, and specifically along the lines of racism. Racism in this country, you know, it's 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 rooted into the fiber of every aspect of, of how we interact, and it's over 400 years um, that you know that this, these systems have been in place. But just because that's been the case doesn't mean there's not anything we can do about it. And I don't know that um, in my lifetime that I'll see racism totally eradicated. But what I do hope is that we're a little closer to our goal of making things better for everyone. And um, sometimes we can get so overwhelmed thinking about the big goal or the big task that needs to be accomplished. And I just hope everyone will take away at least one small step they can start doing. And my one small step may be different from your small step. My one small step may be reading a book or, you know, my neighbor who looks different from me that I've never talked to in all the years that I've lived in my home, saying hi to them when I go check my mail, you know, um, or getting involved in a protest or, or writing a letter or, or registering to vote. Whatever your one small step looks like, I hope as a result of experiencing these blogs and listening to the amazing dialogue that I know we're going to have on the webinar, uh, I hope that people are able to take away that one step and not stop there, but then figure out the next step they can do and the next step um, to, to get us closer to a world without racism. 
And I guess in the, in the context of Toyota Kata, we have a challenge, mm -hmm. but we can set a target and think about our next steps or our next experiment and how do we evaluate that? And are we moving closer to our ideal state, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So um, thank you, Deandra, for um, all of your efforts um, this week and um, for, for collaborating on this and, and for doing the panel. Um, so again, we've been joined today by Deandra Wardell. Um, if people, if people want to learn more about um, what you do, um, can you share, I guess, you know, people can find you on LinkedIn. You've got a webpage. If you want to mention that maybe real quick. Sure. So you can uh, connect with me on LinkedIn. It's Deandra R. R stands for Rhoda, named after my great-grandmother. And then um, you can also find me on my website. Um, it's www.o, the number two, T n1.com which stands for on to the next one yeah so i hope people will go um check that out and um, learn more about you and interact with you and um again looking forward to the webinar and um who knows whatever collaborations are going to uh follow beyond that like i'm thinking about you know friday um the 14th here being the end of this week but in a way i think it's just the beginning of um ongoing discussions and collaborations, right? Agree with you 100%. And the other thing too is, you know, once I call you friend, that's it. You're stuck with me for life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, thanks, Deandra. Thank you, Marty. <laughs>